Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code, the management consultancy for what happens next. For more information, you can visit heroncode.com. In this podcast, we will be talking to female leaders of today to inspire the leaders of tomorrow. I was always into design, so I always thought I was going to go into interior design or architecture. And uh, it's funny, when I had to do it, I decided to take another path. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but sometimes I'm kind of reminded that maybe that's my calling. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a very nice blend between what I wanted to do and, you know, uh, actually being successful the way that I think I can be successful using my skill set. So I created a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the pros and the cons, and there was actually more cons than pros. Mm. So I was like, okay. Um, at that point, I didn't know whether or not to, to go for it, but I knew for sure that if I didn't, then I would have failed. I remember having that mindset of, I have to work like I don't have kids, mm. and I have to parent like I don't have a job. And that weighed so heavily on me. And uh, it took a lot for me to understand how to prioritize myself and how to prioritize different aspects of my life. And I think the short answer here was... Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code. The Heron Code Women in Leadership podcast, where every single episode we are joined by another incredible woman sharing her journey as to where she's got to where she is today, personally and professionally. And today we're joined by Reem Al-Khatib, whose journey in the business world is an incredibly exciting fusion of passion and success. Uh, she has an incredible background in business management and an absolute flair for people development as well. She brings a completely unique perspective to the table and to the podcast here today. She has very hands-on experience in property management and sets apart as a dedicated entrepreneur here, not just in the UAE, but globally as well. Reem, I want to welcome you warmly to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to have you here. And, you know, the thing about this this podcast is that we start, we press record, but before we press record, we have a nice little conversation as well. And there's so much about you, Reem, that I want to discuss today personally and professionally. And one thing that really crosses and, and stands out to me is your cross-cultural exposure. Now, you were, where were you born and raised? What is the beginning of Reem? I was born in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. so in the UAE, and uh, grew up in Qatar so Mm -hmm. we we later moved to Qatar and then I'm originally from Palestine and um, of course studied in multicultural like schools and university and uh, then 10 years ago we decided to move to Dubai because uh, we just decided okay we're we're done with Qatar we've Mm -hmm. we've been there for a long time now and uh, Dubai felt like a good place where it was very multicultural Mm -hmm. and uh, international and that's what we were after and uh, there were so many opportunities as well so we decided to move here and uh, just find an opportunity and for me I I was looking for an investment opportunity and also Mm. uh, that's how Guest Ready was created. Wow. So you had so many different influences. I mean, you stayed and lived in so many different countries. You've experienced so many different people. How do you think that has helped you in becoming who you are today? When I looked at property management as a career, what really sparked my interest there Mm. was that you can meet so many people from around the world Mm. and you can create this home, which I I love doing. I love designing and I love interior design, Mm. but you can also create this 
home for these travelers and you can meet them and give them that experience, this local experience of Dubai. Mm. Uh, and I really wanted to give people that localized experience. It was something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah, I, and I love that. And I love what you have created. So we're definitely going to get onto that and kind of like the journey and the path that, that you took. Now, looking back, Kareem, you know, as a young girl who was traveling all over the place, did you did you have a dream? Like everyone has a dream when they're younger. Like I want to be a footballer. I want to be a ballet dancer, whatever it may be. Did you have one? Yeah, I knew I wanted to be successful. Yeah. And so I, I definitely knew that um, even when I grow up, I'm going to, you know, I, I was always into design. So I always thought I was going to go into interior design or architecture. And uh, it's funny when I had to do it, I decided to take another path. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but sometimes I'm kind of reminded that maybe that's my calling. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a very nice blend between what I wanted to do and, you know, uh, actually being successful the way that I think I can be successful using my skill set. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've, I've, I've also obviously had other dreams. Like I wanted to be an archaeologist. I wanted <laughs> wow. to like travel. And yeah. and then you realize, okay, if you want to be successful, maybe it's, you know, you, you need to have a bit of a more realistic dream. Yeah. So, but you never know. You never you know. You never know. And that is, that should be kind of like the tagline of your life. If you're ever, a movie is to come out of your life, you never know. Because you actually had a full-time job in what you were doing. And then you decided to start something on the side. Tell me more. What what came about? What were you doing at the time? What was that full-time job? And then what inspired you to kind of start a passion project? So I had just moved to Dubai and I was uh, heading a self-publishing department. It was the first self-publishing department in the region. And uh, I started it from scratch. And it was something that I was passionate about because I w- uh, it was a startup. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked that I had to create a team and, and lead them. And, and you know, like um, w- w- when you have to start something from scratch, you just, uh, it's that unknown that gets you excited. Mm. But then I was equally bored inside because I wasn't doing what I was, what, what, what I love to do. Mm. And that's when I was looking at investment opportunities. And uh, back then, uh, Dubai had just announced a partnership with Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And ba- that was back in 2015. So I purchased a property and uh, I turned it into a holiday home, uh, which is what they, the, 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 the term that's uh, used in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I started hosting people and uh, I hosted more than 100 people until I really felt like comfortable in my own skin, knowing mm. what people want, uh, what guests were looking for. And I remember uh, then I wanted more and more properties. And that's when Guest Ready was born. And uh, I met also back then the founder of Guest Ready. And, uh, and I was thinking, uh, OK, maybe it's time to start an empire and uh, bring Guest Ready to Dubai. And it was one of the hardest decisions I had to make, to be honest, because I knew I was uh, a few weeks pregnant. Mm. And um, of course, I mean, I was also a bit in denial about it. I didn't <laughs> tell anyone about it. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I didn't know whether or not to, uh, to go for it. Mm. And I remember thinking and asking people and uh, I asked my friends and family and I got a lot of mixed uh, messages, I, mostly telling me that uh, if I didn't tell them that I was pregnant, but I was telling them, I'm thinking of getting pregnant. What do you think I should do? Mm. And a lot of them said, listen, it's going to be difficult. You need to focus. And uh, and so I was like, OK, I don't like these answers, but let's see. So I created a pros and cons list. Mm. And I remember looking at the pros and the cons. And there was actually more cons than pros. Mm. So I was like, OK, um, at that point, I didn't know whether or not to to go for it. But I knew for sure that if I didn't, then I would have failed. Mm. 
mm-hmm. because I looked at the cons list and it was my comfort zone, basically. You know, like one of the items which was valid was mm-hmm. uh, traveling less. Yeah. And it was something that's very important for me. But um, the reason why I was scared of that is because obviously you don't have that much flexibility over your time when mm. you're an entrepreneur. And so that was something that was that weighed heavily on me. But then once I started Guest Ready, when you have a sense of purpose, all of that stuff becomes secondary. Mm. So you become like you're, you're in your element. It's so exciting. And I remember from the first day I started Guest Ready, I knew that it was the right decision to make because I made that decision not to be in my comfort zone. Mm. And, um, and that's exactly what I did. And that takes a huge level of self-awareness though, right? Because you really sat with yourself. You wrote down a list and these kind of techniques, I don't know, journaling, these kind of things you would advise people to do if they are at a crossroad where, you know, they're in a similar situation. They've got to decide between A and B and what should I do? I don't know what to do. You were in that position. What would you share with us? Yeah, what I would say is if you if you if an opportunity comes to you and you know this opportunity is going to transform your life mm. and like don't be afraid of just going for it because you will surprise yourself. I remember, you know, back in back when the kids were even younger and uh, I was still start, starting guest ready. There was many sleepless nights and you know, I call it the season of sleep deprivation mm. where you don't sleep and your nights you don't know when your night ends when your day begins. And I remember just waking up in the morning feeling electrified, like so energized. And there is this energy that's outside of you mm-hmm. that, uh, that you get just because you're doing something that you love and with purpose. And it's almost like a challenge for yourself. Mm. And when you choose to bet on yourself, it's the best kind of challenge. Mm. Has your character and your personality always been like this? Have you always been a go-getter? Have you always had a vision for yourself? And, you know, every day is a step closer to that next goal? I would say, yeah, I've always been someone that's trying to push boundaries, Mm. my own boundaries and like everyone else's, like trying to understand my limit. So um, yeah, I don't believe there's a limit, but you always surprise yourself when you do that. So Reem, that must have been a really intense time for you, personally and professionally. Not only are you essentially going into a brand new industry that you weren't in before, so you're exploring that side of yourself, but then also a personal role of wearing a new hat of motherhood. All of that wrapped together must have been a lot for you. How, how did you really get through that tough time? Society confuses uh, contentment with complacency. And uh, I remember... When I first had my first baby, uh, like four or five years ago, uh, I remember having that mindset of, I have to work like I don't have kids Mm. and I have to parent like I don't have a job. And that weighed so heavily on me. And uh, it took a lot for me to understand how to prioritize myself and how to prioritize different aspects of my life. And I think the short answer here was there was a lot of hard work, but there's a lot of delegation that goes into it and um, a lot of time management and patience. So you really have to be able to know how to delegate and trust people. And even if they're not good right now, they will get better. And Mm. just having that trust that you can delegate, not just to your team, but also to maybe help at home. Mm. Uh, because sometimes you want to do everything as um, as a business owner and as a mom. Uh, you feel the need like, you know, I would, I would be the best person to be doing this task. Mm-hmm. But you need to prioritize. You can't do everything at the same time. 
So what was it that you were doing for yourself, Fareem? So you were doing the work side, you were running the family home and, you know, looking after your kids. But what was your downtime? What did you do for yourself? I think what's really important is to always try to learn something new. So that's something that that excites me because uh, if you're, you know, of course you're learning a lot from the kids, you're growing with them, but try to always surround yourself by people that are teaching you something new or inspirational to you. And, uh, you know, you could listen to podcasts, you can take a new course. I started studying again and, um, you know, I did not have any time to do it, but it was just making me feel like it's me again. Mm. It was something that I was doing for myself and something that only I am excited about. Mm. And, um, and I was learning a new skill, which is really important because you don't want to go back five years later thinking, okay, I've been doing this and only this and I haven't learned anything new in the process. So try to do something for yourself. I remember hearing this uh, interview with Maya Angelou and uh, Oprah, and she said, uh, and Maya Angelou, who's like one of the wisest women that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's living, said, you have to keep learning. And I was thinking like, like you know, that's, that's really something that stuck with me because mm-hmm. this is what sets you apart. This is what increases your confidence as well. And just feeling like, you know, you can always learn something new and surprising yourself, actually, because it's, it's, it gets more difficult to learn something new with, with age, mm. uh, but surprising yourself once you do and just being proud of it. Mm. Now, you said, you know, you surround yourself with really good people and people who support you and your cause and understand your purpose. You know, they say you are the average of the five closest people yeah. to you. How important has that been in your journey during, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. We know know that all we see is a finished product of your Elon Musk's and you know whoever else it may be it's a process it's a journey it takes time it doesn't happen overnight how important was your support system around you and ensuring that you still were pursuing your purpose and your passion it was crucial like my support system it's it's so important to have this ecosystem of friends family and maybe mentors as well like someone that could push you a little bit and um, it was crucial for me I I don't think I would have been where I am without support, like Mm -hmm. someone to lean on and feel like they're there for me Mm -hmm. uh, if needed. Of course, you have to be your own biggest cheerleader and uh, because you're doing the hard work, but then also having that support system and, um, you know, people around you that are inspiring you is Mm -hmm. important to keep you going and uh, for you to be able to embrace change as well. Mm. Talk to me about mom guilt, Because it is a term which I hear on so many panels that I host. And, you know, women have differing opinions on this. What is your opinion? Is it something that you experienced previously? Is it something you still experience? And how do you handle it? Interesting question. (laughs) So I hear moms talk about mom guilt. I'm not one of these moms, to be honest with you. (laughs) Sometimes I do have it, but it's not something that's always, you know, weighing heavily on me. I try as much as possible, and I'm learning this every day, to be, to ground myself and embrace stillness. Mm -hmm. Because when you're doing a million things at the same time, you could go in you know, to the house and you're reading a a story like before bedtime and the whole time you're thinking, I have to send this email. I have to send Mm. this email. So it takes a lot of practice to really set boundaries and understand that when you're at work, you really have to try and zone out. And when you're at home, you need to give the kids their time because as a mom, you know more than anyone that every moment is a transition phase. 
and uh, you really want to enjoy every moment because the kids are growing so quickly. And when you start thinking about it this way, when you start thinking, you know, I need to be present because this is not going to happen again. Mm. Then you start enjoying it and you become more present yourself. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the best thing to do is try to embrace stillness. Mm. It's uh, it's not something that's easy nowadays. There's a lot going on, notifications, social media, but you really have to try to switch off and uh, focus and give your kids undivided attention because mm-hmm. that's what they want yeah. they don't want you to be around all the time I had that growing up mm. and um, it was it, it was great I mean but you take it for granted when your parents are around all the time what they really want is for you to give them undivided attention support them love them and uh, and that's what I try to do as much as possible and uh, I try to be there for their big moments today there was two concerts in the morning mm-hmm. and I was there mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I tried to be there for dinner and so yeah trying to make the best of your time. Mm, I completely agree and I completely relate. I grew up in a in a family household. We had a family business. So my mom and dad were never home. However, what I saw was how hard they worked. And so I understood that working hard was essential to success. And so you as a mother, how important is that for you to show your kids that, you know, when mommy's away, she is actually working really, really hard and this is what she's doing. Is that something that you consciously think about? Definitely is. Mm. I remember, um, so my first is a girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's why I was like, giving up is not an option. Because I am so proud of what I'm doing. And I want her to be able to see this one day. And so being a role model for the kids mm. is very important to me. One of my biggest role models is my dad, mm. who has taught us that perseverance and hard work. And you can, there's no shortcuts, really. Yeah. And it's so important to me because I feel like I... I'm following in his footsteps. Mm. And it's just something that I've honestly picked up from him uh, without even trying. Yeah. So I, I hope that they also pick up, you know, that success doesn't just come easy. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Now, I want to go back to that point where you left a job that was, I'm sure, bringing a steady income salary to then become an entrepreneur and start something from scratch. That build, that building a foundation for you as an entrepreneur. There's no course to becoming an entrepreneur. You're literally learning on the job. What was the most important lesson that you learned during that time? For me, the secret here was to be passionate about what you're doing Mm -hmm. and to have a goal. And if you have a goal, then, and and when I say like goal, like, you know, um, what I mean is the goal back then was start a business. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a very small goal. Okay. But then once you start it, there's so much more, you gain so much experience. You start building a team, you start uh, having more of a purpose. And once you have a purpose, then you're hooked. Mm. So what, what I would say is just keep trying day by day, step by step, because mm-hmm. it's it's not easy. There was It's a roller coaster. When I go back and think of what I've done and how I got to where I am right now, especially with, you know, having like the pregnancies and the kids, mm-hmm. it really kept me going. It energized me because I knew that, you know, th- there was constant challenges uh, along the way. And it's it just feels so good to you know, complete one challenge at a time. Mm. So what I would say is just take it step by step and mm. um, and try to think about it in that way. Mm. You know, doing this podcast has been really interesting because every woman I've come across and spoken to has had a has had a, such a different journey to the other, and their experience as a woman in leadership has been very different. Some might turn around and say. 
I never even felt like I was a woman. I didn't feel, you know, discriminated against and their, their journey has been pretty smooth. I've had others who have said it's been incredibly difficult and they've shared with us the challenges that they have overcome as a woman in a leadership role. Talk to me about your journey and how that has been. Uh, any particular stories or situations that have stuck with you that you learned lessons from as a woman having to hold your own in certain rooms and spaces? I would love it if you could share. So when I first started Guest Ready, I was the first female managing director in um, in Guest Ready Global. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Guest Ready is present in the UK and France and Portugal, and uh, it's it's the leading property management company in Europe. And uh, at first, I was like a bit scared. I was like, okay, that why am I the only female managing director? But then I was I, I took it as a challenge, and I was like, I'm gonna show you know everyone mm. that uh, leader the female leaders actually make the best leaders mm. and what happened was i had to grow the team and i made it a point to only hire women and so i started hiring like the first operations manager was a woman and and i in dubai we're fortunate enough because there's a lot of uh, um dubai government tries to empower women as well mm. and put them in these roles and uh, and there's a lot of women uh, looking for jobs so it was of course, more difficult than just hiring men. But every single time I've bet on a woman, it's just been incredible because we help each other. We've formed the circle that, you know, we kind of rely on each other and we empower each other. Mm. So uh, it's been an incredible journey. And I, um, I'm, still, I'm, I'm an advocate of uh, hiring, you know, women and, and putting them in these leadership positions. And mm. this is something I want to pursue with Guest Ready and, you know, even, even later. Now, it takes a certain level of confidence to be able to walk into rooms, into meetings, whatever it may be, to be able to use your voice and get across your message. Now, you had your, you know, your passion and your purpose behind you. But what else did it take for you to really be heard in rooms you may or may not have experienced uh, or, or been in these situations? But, but how would you, if you were to encounter situations like that, really, really get yourself out there? So I used to work before Guest Ready. I worked in the uh, nonprofit but research sector, and after that in publishing and both male-dominated industries. I would say, yeah, of course, if you allow it to happen, it will happen. But uh, what's been happening? There's been a shift recently, and I think even at Guest Ready, we're conscious of it. We try to always hire senior uh, women in leadership positions. Mm-hmm. There's also, you could look at women and, uh, and there's a lot of competitive advantages that we have. And uh, the first one being our feminine energy. So um, I know it's, it's, um, it could be different than uh, what men could bring to the table. But if you look at that feminine energy as powerful and not something that's going to let you down, mm. then you could use it to succeed in your career. Again, that comes down to self-awareness as well, doesn't it? Really getting to know yourself more and what type of feminine energy you have, how it can be used in certain situations. Um, What would you say? I mean, you've achieved so much with Guest Ready. What would you say are some of your biggest achievements so far? I think my personal biggest achievement within Guest Ready is the team. Mm. That's That's been my purpose for the past uh, few years because... Guess Ready in Dubai is about five and a half years old. So the first few years is setting up the company, but then it's seeing it grow. And my biggest achievement is seeing the team grow and I'm growing with the team. Mm. And it's, it's just been beautiful because, you know, we've hired interns that are now managers mm. and, um, and to see that happen and also to see that kind of effect, not just within the team, but also with guests 
and with owners because we've had owners that have been with us from day one as well. And uh, we have guests that come back because they like the service that we provide. Mm. So it's just giving that experience as well to guests and owners. It's been an incredible achievement. Mm. It, it's so it must be so tough because you're trying to keep owners happy. You're also wanting to keep guests happy. How do you find that, you know, happy medium where everyone is winning? When the guest is happy in general, then the owner is happy. Mm. We've realized that uh, when you're providing a world-class experience to guests, and we are doing that through Guest Ready and through Rental Ready, which is our PMS system that Mm -hmm. we've used to streamline the process uh, with with our guests. So when the guests are happy and uh, because we have have a streamlined check-in process, because, you know, they they visit the property and everything is in place and... uh, there's 24-7 guest communication, uh, all the amenities are there, then the owner is, you know, the guest leaves a five-star review mm. or, you know, as soon as the listing becomes, uh, has like a good star rating, then you could increase the rate, uh, the daily rate of the mm-hmm. listing. And um, and so then the owner is happy because yeah. what the owner wants is more revenue. Mm. So uh, we are always careful to have that balance between of course, the guests being happy, but also for the owners, they also have questions and we need to have a 24-7 support for them. We also provide them with a dashboard where they can take a look at the dashboard and see who's staying in the property and uh, how that experience was. They see all the ratings mm-hmm. also of the property there. The owner also sees the revenue and obviously the owner can contact us and ask us, OK, I feel like this property is not doing as well. How could I increase my yield? Mm. Is there other opportunities for me to increase the yield on my investment. Mm. So we can also help with that and just providing that personalized service to whether it's the guest or the owner mm. is very important. Mm. So we always think about it as combining technology that we've provided with that personalized experience to guests and owners. Mm. And that really comes down to the team, which you were speaking about earlier. Now, as a leader, when, when it comes to hiring or, you know, getting someone onto your team, what are the key characteristics and skills that you really look out for? I always look for someone that's, you know, a hustler, really. Mm. You know, like, uh, of course, it depends on the position that you're hiring for. Yeah. But I'm always interested in seeing that someone like it needs to be someone that has a startup mindset. It doesn't think that, you know, you're they're they're in it just because of the salary. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is really everybody at Guest Ready. I mean, of course, the salary is important, but we're here because of that purpose that's driving us and not just because we're getting a paycheck at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's very important for for me because uh, that's just how an entrepreneur thinks. Mm-hmm. And when you're you know, guest ready is five and a half years old, but I would still count it as a startup. Yeah. So anyone that joins needs to have that startup mindset mm, as well. I love that. And, you know, I, I think what's been so great about your story is the the kind of side by side journeys, the personal and the professional merging together and the self-awareness that you have as to who you are and how best to conduct your your roles as a leader and as a mother. So I would love to end the episode with advice that you would like to give other women who aspire to pursue their entrepreneurial dreams whilst also managing a family at the same time? My advice is to always embrace change Mm. and not settle for less. And if you feel like you can't do it, just try to believe in yourself because Mm. it's so important to believe in yourself and take it day by day and um, you will really surprise yourself and that's that's exactly what I did it's uh, you know don't be afraid to take a chance on yourself so uh, 
you know, there's a lot of in society, of course, people are going to try to tell you that maybe you can't do it, maybe do it later. And you know, learn something new. Maybe you're not prepared. You're never going to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So I would say there's never a right time. If mm -hmm. you want to start something, then just go for it. Amazing. Reem, thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed this conversation so much and so much power to you and all that you are to do in the future. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for inviting me on the show. This was wonderful. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code. <laughs>